We are fortunate to tell these stories on the traditional lands of the Yalakit Willem, a clan of the Bulwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and through them to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Laverton Township was once the big sister suburb to Altona, even though the population only measured 125 people. For many years, the north side of the railway line was only known for the RAAF base built in the area. That is until the 1950s and 60s when the population boom transformed the suburb and provided the residents north of the railway line with the great Australian dream of affordable, secure housing. Coming from those humble beginnings, Laverton is now one of the top 10 growth suburbs in the West. In this episode, as we make our way to Laverton Park, I explore Laverton's housing stock of the 1950s and 60s and find out what it was like to live in Laverton at the time. Welcome to the Hobson's Bay QR Walks. Your safety is important to us, so please remain aware of your surroundings as you walk the curated path and listen to the series. You can find more information about your path if you scroll down the page past the sponsors. Supporting a local merchant on your walk means supporting an entire community, so do pop into a shop on your walk, even if it's just to say good day. Laverton is a misunderstood suburb. It's had its old township cut in half by the Westgate Freeway and for many years was the forgotten eastmost suburb of the Wyndham, then Werribee Shires. Now it's the western boundary of Hobson's Bay. It is known for being a culturally diverse suburb that is becoming increasingly attractive to young working families who appreciate the generous land sizes and access to many forms of public transport and freeways. Predominantly, the original housing in Laverton is freestanding, single-storey and constructed using a range of building materials, including timber, concrete, fibro and brick. In the areas around Wackett Street, where many of the original RAAF houses still exist, the housing style tends to be fairly consistent. There are a small number of older two-storey flats and some more recent infill developments. The large size of the residential blocks common to the area is now attracting an increase in medium density development, with older houses being demolished and replaced with two-storey unit developments. The neighbourhood's housing stock also includes public housing owned by the Department of Human Services. Mike Brady AM, who is best known for up there Kazali and one day in September, moved with his family to Tyquin Street in Laverton in the 1960s after migrating from England and spending some time in a migrant hostel. Mike's one of those success stories of Laverton, and I'm lucky enough to have him join us on our walk to share some of his memories of the time. Mike, what brought your family to Laverton? We'd come to Australia uh, on the 10-quid emigrant scheme where the adults paid, and there was my sister and my myself um, and my mother and father, but my mother was pregnant. My father was injured at work, um, so we stayed on the hostel. You're supposed to be off within two years, but we stayed for four years because we didn't have any money apart from what she got between babies. 
And we eventually got a housing commission flat in the early 60s, which really was like moving into Buckingham Palace. Um, but my dad really wanted a house because he wanted to grow vegetables and all that stuff that the Poms used to do. So they applied and there was a waiting list and it took years and years and years on this waiting list. So there was a scheme there where you could buy your own housing commission house. So that's what happened. They gave us uh, number 19 Tyquin Street, Laverton, a vacant block. You didn't get a say in the design, but the designs were pretty good. And it really was like moving for me as a young man, I suppose, at that stage, in, into a palace. It was just wonderful. I didn't stay there very long. Um, I got married pretty early, um, but I'd, I'd come and go all the time. All our family get-togethers were in Tyquin Street and knew all the neighbours, and we did feel like locals, even though I lived the other side of, across the other side of town. It was an exciting time. We felt that we were part of the population, whereas before we felt like real outsiders living on a, on a migrant hostel. But, you know, we were lucky. We were lucky to be here. The Great Australian Dream. In its narrowest sense, I guess, is the belief that home ownership leads to a better life in terms of success and security. But in suburbs like Laverton, the Great Australian Dream was much broader than that. A lot of people, working class people, they have a strong sense of community. Um, it's not about money or how much you've got. It's about how much or how well you're surviving. And that makes for a stronger community. And that's been a great aid to me as a writer and as a musician through my life staying in touch with my working class roots. So the the people, it was quite a strong community and they all shared, I suppose, a little bit in common. There were a lot of, um, a lot of you know, English immigrants and immigrants from other places. Um, there was a school just down the road. And it's surprising, look, it, it, it sounds, I know it's gentrified a little bit now, Laverton, but on the other side of the road to where Laverton proper is, um, was just fields. It was just denuded, thistle, overgrown fields on the um, service station side of the highway. Um, and we, we felt like we were a bit in the country. Having the house, though, made my mum and dad very, very happy that they eventually did, got their dream. Their dream came true. In Laverton, they got their own house. Today, like in the 60s, almost 46% of Laverton residents were born overseas. And like back then, a tradition of growing some food at home is still very prominent. I'm curious, Mike, did your dad grow anything to eat at home once he finally got his house? Yes, he, um, once we got the, the garden going, oh yeah, beans and tomatoes and cabbages and lettuces and all that stuff. And a lot of immigrants did that, no matter where they came from, Italy, Greece, you know, um, the Slavic countries as they were called and Eastern Bloc countries. A lot of them were refugees. A lot of them were just people who were displaced. It was a very interesting mix in Melbourne in the late 50s, early 60s. Amongst the young residents of Laverton today are the Mikes of tomorrow, the future success stories who are likely to be growing something in their garden and focusing on doing what matters most to them. Because today, like back then, the great Australian dream is still very much alive and kicking in Laverton. 
This project has been produced with the support of the Louis Joel Arts and Community Centre, the Altona Laverton Historical Society, Newport Community Hub Recording Studio and by the Hobsons Bay City Council to its Make It Happen grant program. Directed and written by Gina Kennedy, sound production by Alex Amster and narrated by me, Libby Tanner, with contributions from over 50 members of the Hobsons Bay community. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to look out for the other QR codes in Hobson's Bay. There's always another story to be told. <laughs>